Hi everyone, this is Steve Johnson and welcome to PBV Pod. Today I am at Berkshire Elementary with Nicole Gutierrez and Trina Lovio. Nicole, Trina, how are you doing? We're great. Doing well, thank you. All right, uh, let's just jump into it. So Nicole, let's start with you. Why don't you go ahead and give a little bit of background about yourself and what your role is this year. So I have taught for the last 15 years. I was at another district for my first two years and then I moved here. So I've been with Panama for the past 13 years and, and Eagle for all 13 years. Um, I taught for 10, I was a coach for a couple of years and then this year I'm the assistant principal with some coaching duties too, so. Great, and Trina? Well, this is my 17th year teaching and um, I've taught in four districts. I have worked at four schools in Panama and I've taught various grade levels. The last three years I've been an academic coach previously at Miller and this is my first year at Berkshire. Great, all right. So, uh, first question, uh, why don't you go ahead and just discuss what, um, what we're going to talk about today and why you believe this topic is, is important for teachers, administrators, and everyone within our district. Well, we will be talking about building trust, and we believe it's extremely important because trust is the foundation for a strong staff culture, and the lack of trust really destroys teams. Um, and we really believe in collective teacher efficacy. We believe that is what will ultimately provide the most student success. And without trust, we can't have those teams as productive as we'd like. And this summer, four of us were fortunate enough to just stumble upon a session at um, the Visible Learning Conference up in Burlingame. It was given by Kristen Anderson, and it was on building trust. And honestly, I think the four of us went in not expecting a lot and we came out just blown away thinking we we have to bring some of our ideas to our campus because um we have a new administrator i'm new here and we knew that building trust would be critical to continuing success and um she really stressed the importance that trust builds um, engagement innovation the energy and passion and results are driven by trust awesome Okay, so what has Brookshire done this year to build trust? Well, we've done a lot of things. Um, I would say the first thing that we did was really sat down as a leadership team and we defined for ourselves what trust is and kind of wrote down the characteristics of someone we trust. We had everyone kind of think in their mind of the person, friend, relative, whatever, that was their trust person, someone they go to with anything, and we then shared those aloud with the team. Um, and then we went to the staff and we did um, kind of a restorative practice, restorative circle kind of activity, just to build the idea of getting to know one another better. We felt like some of that's lacking. We have a huge campus um, with tons of staff and we don't always get to have time with one another because our recesses and lunches are so separate. So that was an easy thing that built a little bit of um, knowledge about one another. The more you know about someone and the more you understand where they're coming from, that's a step in building trust with one another. So that was another thing we did. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we did. We really talked about the idea of listening first um, and assuming positive intent with what you hear. That's been a big push. 
um, not jumping to being critical or questioning, to really um, try to understand the person's perspective and assume that they're coming at that with a positive, something that's going to be good for the school or for the staff in their message. So, um, so most of what you just said, was that done before school started this year? Has it been an ongoing process throughout the year? Um, kind of explain how, how you guys started the year with that. It's been ongoing. We okay. really, like Trina said, they got, got jump-started with the idea of really feeling like we need to spend some time with building trust when they went to the summer visible learning. Right. Um, so it's been a slow rollout all year, okay. but we've done it throughout the year. And, and a little bit before, like when Amy came on as the new principal. Right. And, okay. Right. And then also, um, when I worked at Actus, assume positive intent was one of the norms for my PLC mm -hmm. team. Uh, is that, are you incorporating a lot of this into PLC norms or is that kind of separate? Is, is there a way that you connect um, that with norms at all? We haven't taken that step, but I love that idea. I just, um, whenever I see, and I saw a sign that said assume positive intent when I walked into the office today. And that's mm -hmm. whenever I see that, I think, oh yeah, my actus days. And that's the first norm we would always say. Mm -hmm. so. No, I think we just started with, um, school-wide more of a adult to adult right. assume a positive intent. Yes, that should be translated into PLCs. We really haven't taken the step of making that Let's have a discussion about that being our number one norm. We haven't done that yet. But it's part of the overall culture of exactly. the school. Perfect. Exactly. Right. And then all of that, I would say another thing we've done is just really tried to tie it into our PBIS. Mm. We've been trained this year, newly trained. Um, and everything that you do in an effort to build trust is also building that positive culture mm -hmm. that we want for our staff and our students to ultimately have everyone be more successful. So right. that's been a big focus. Awesome. All right. What are some actions administrators and coaches can do to build trust? Well, I'm going to speak first kind of on a perspective of an administrator, although I'm new, so I don't have all the answers. But I would say one thing we really honed in on is being clear, having clarity. Um, it's often easy to say something and think everyone knew exactly what you meant. And that's not always the case. So really thinking through what you want to say um, and have you communicate, communicated that well so that everyone's on the same page. That's been a big push um, at the admin level. So Amy does a great job of sending out weekly newsletters. She does a mensing's memo. We have a bulletin. We send out email reminders. We'll do verbal chat. Like we're just really trying to cover all of our bases. We tweet out things. We're just kind of amped up the communication in an effort to make sure we're all on the same page. So being as clear as possible and then fielding any questions people might have that there's no silly question, even if the topic's already been talked about, please, you know, encourage question asking is huge. So one thing has been clarity. Mm -hmm. I think clarity is critical, the, probably the first foundation to building trust but then also um practicing consistency that i think leaders need to be consistent so um that trust is built that yes the follow-through will be there or um what they say they're going to do will happen but um by being inconsistent sometimes that trust is depleted and then it takes time um one we've looked at the speed of trust a lot and mm -hmm. That really to have results and to move in positive direction, 
trust builds that speed where when um, we start breaking trust by being inconsistent or having some of uh, just faults with our trustworthy behaviors, that that speed in the direction we want to go starts slowing down or reverting, going backwards. So mm -hmm. I'd say consistency is also important. Yeah, you just mentioned the speed of trust. I, mm -hmm. Someone else, I forgot who it was, but recently talked about that book and how great it is. It's by Stephen Covey. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay, yes. cool. I'll have to check that out because I have to think about who told me about it. But um, yeah, I'll put that book in the show notes because mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of great talk about that mm -hmm. one, for sure. Well, it was kind of another one of those, we stumbled upon it, just like the visible learning, how they ended up mm -hmm. in Tristan's session mm -hmm. and were so moved by it. We're in, we were part of a county instructional coaches network thing that we were going to monthly and that was one of their first <coughs> sessions and they used his book um, and really kind of we were like oh my gosh here we go again with the idea of trust and mm -hmm. um, we're kind of headed in the right direction because <laughs> it keeps falling in our lap if you will so anyway great book yeah um, we've learned a lot and we've tried to employ some of the things he said mm -hmm. in there which is takes time mm -hmm. um another thing that i think administrators and coaches could do is really to create that idea of a safe place to fail um, and that we all fail and I think sometimes as um, administrators and coaches we feel like we need to know all the answers or um, if we admit to something that we have done wrong that that's like a misstep but I actually think it really creates um, vulnerability which um, having teachers and staff see that we're all vulnerable with one another is huge um, and that, yes, we make mistakes on the daily, and if we wrote them down, it might be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, teachers aren't the only ones that should feel like they make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, I know sometimes that's easy to see if your students don't meet where you wanted them to be, that it's, you know, reflective of you. But it takes the team, and mm -hmm. we're all part of the team. So sharing those wins and losses is huge. Mm -hmm. Well, in another way... Um leaders can develop trust is by caring for one another and i think this is important because we're all humans working and we all have lives outside of work and so to make those connections and care about the person on our staffs and the students that um, that builds trusting relationships and we did do an empathy activity where there's this awesome video created by a group that it's to develop empathy that and it shows what's going on in people's minds mm -hmm. versus what you see at work. And we had our staff share just some of the things they're dealing with outside of work. And we had them do it on Padlet, so it was anonymous, but it was eye-opening. You know, there are people caring for ailing parents. Um, mm. there, there's death, there's financial problems, that they have all that and they show up to work and give their best and they do an awesome job for students. But being aware and caring about outside of work is also important and just developing a relationship that ultimately um, builds trust. That's so great. It reminds me of um, Tim Ferriss. I listened to his podcast, read his book, and he said um, once that, you know, don't just assume malice on the part of someone. Maybe they're struggling with something that you don't even know or mm -hmm. don't even see. And so if someone is angry or maybe snaps a little bit quickly. You don't know, maybe they are caring for an ailing family member, right. like you said, or something's going on with a, a child or relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's good to keep in mind. The other mm -hmm. thing that um, you guys just shared a lot of great stuff, but the other thing that kept, came to mind was um, the Aristotle Project. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. um, it's mentioned in leading impact teams. And so Google uh, did a study to find out what the 
greatest, like what makes a great team. And um, there's a really good New York Times article. I'll link it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. But it talks about one of the things is that it's not having the smartest people in a group. It's having people in a group who have empathy, like you said, Mm -hmm. and who allow for everyone to talk. So no one like dominates the conversation. And it was basically those two things, like empathy Mm -hmm. and letting everyone talk that made the best team, even if it wasn't like the best programmers or Mm -hmm. whatever. So, um, so yeah, that's definitely ties into what you're doing here at Berkshire Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. sure. Okay, cool. So we just talked about administrators and coaches and what they can do to build trust. What are some actions teachers can do to build trust? Well, um, I think I'd probably say, and this comes from speed of trust, but the first kind of trust is trust in yourself. He calls it waves of trust, but it starts with you. Mm-hmm. That's not just on the teacher's shoulders. That would really be for any adult on, on a school campus. Right. Um, but And that there's really four things that you can do to show people that they can trust you. That, um, so it's having integrity. <clears throat> That's number one. Are you honest? Do people know that what you say is the truth um, based on what you've said in the past, right? Do you have a history of being honest? Second thing is intent. What And that's kind of the goes back to the assuming positive intent. But what's your motive, right? What is the reason why you say stuff? Is it just for your own game? Is it for your own class? Is it so that you shine and the others don't? Or is it really you're here for everyone's success? That all of our kids are our kids, right? It's kind of that collective idea. Or is it just about you? Um, so your intent is huge. Another part of being, you know, are you trusting yourself is are you capable? Um, do you have the capacity to do the job, which everyone who's here does, but you really have to show that every day. Coming mm-hmm. in and not giving your best effort is going to have that be um, a red flag for some people. And then are you getting results, right? Do you have credibility? Are you bringing your best to every situation? Are you thinking outside the box? Are you trying to reach every kid? Those kinds of things. So that'd probably be step one. I don't know. What do you think, Trina? I agree. And then... Um... Kristen Anderson shared some good questions just to question, to measure yourself, um, your self-trust is, do I have others' best interests at heart? Do I use hyperbole or exaggeration? Am I the kind of person who would lie to get something that I might not get if I were open? Do I gossip? Am I able to humbly be humbly transparent, even if it comes at the expense of looking good? And I. I do think those self-assessments are important because um, which Speed of Trust has some self-assessments and I know um, the Impact Teams has some trust assessments, but being honest and really starting with yourself will make a huge impact. And that's something all of us can control is our own um, honesty and the areas maybe we need to work on. Mm-hmm. And that totally ties into our PBIS culture too, because mm-hmm. um, it does start with your outlook on a situation, right? Mm-hmm. PBIS is big on it's really easy to go and find the kid who's doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So can you change the way you're seeing the situation and see the, the right? Because mm-hmm. there's probably 20 kids doing it right versus the one kid who's climbing up the slide instead right. of all the kids that just right. went down it. Um, right. So, you know, how are you viewing the situation? Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perception is so huge. Have you seen the uh, the video? I think it's on YouTube, and I think there's sh- people are sharing it on social media of Yanni and Laurel. Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> so that those are the words, right? Yanni yeah, and yes. Laurel. Mm-hmm. All right. And 
so just in case you don't know, if you're, you know, to those that are listening, there's someone, a recorded voice that says a word, and some people hear Yanny, and some people hear Laurel. So my wife, Monique, and I were listening to that the other night, and I heard Laurel, I believe, and she heard Yanny, and we were, like, getting frustrated with each other because it's like, <laughs> why don't you hear Laurel? Why don't you hear Yanny? And, uh, and we were watching Saturday Night Live on the Weekend Update. They brought it up, and Colin Joe said, like, made fun of people who, like, hear it one way because he hears it the other, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so and then Monique and I are making fun of each other, and it just totally made me feel like, wow, I'm perceiving this one way. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's all about the frequency of... Yeah, the pitch mm-hmm. or the something. pitch of the mm-hmm. word, mm-hmm. and yeah. so it really made me feel like, whoa, like okay, I'm judging her for the way mm-hmm. she hears it. Maybe more people hear it her way. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm the one who's not hearing it, and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a perfect example. That perception is key, and taking a step back and examining what we're bringing with us when we're making those judgments is important. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, and in school, I mean, we're so. You know, if you're an educator, you're you're passionate about what you do. You're emotionally tied to the decisions you make, right. and it's hard to, at least for me, it's hard to see it from another perspective sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes when you're challenged with seeing it from another perspective, people take that a certain way, right? Um, maybe as a negative um, instead of as an opportunity. Yeah, and even you know taking someone's differing opinion as an opportunity, that's hard too. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, you're sometimes set in your ways. Yeah. And right. you don't really want to. Totally. And it's like you can make a lot of progress. Like I, I'd like to think I've made progress in being able to take feedback mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe there's times where it's, I, I realize, oh, whoa, I'm not taking that very well. Mm-hmm. I need to get but I still have a lot to do. I right. still have a lot of work to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But, okay, cool. So what are actions that should be avoided in order to build trust? Well, I think creating um, fear. Fear is one of the biggest barriers to trust. So anytime people feel like if I share, I am going to be judged, creating that culture of fear or would be detrimental to trust. So mm-hmm. obvious what we've already talked about, but building the culture that allows people to freely share and know that they aren't going to be criticized or judged right away is really important because mm-hmm. fear has to not be present in order for trust to grow. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then um, also like being an individualist rather than a team player breaks trust. Mm-hmm. So that's really important in PLCs or collaborating with teachers that you are working as a team player and not just doing your own thing because trust won't grow mm-hmm. if you're out for yourself. And I think um, being mindful of what is coming out of your mouth. You know, are you sharing the good news? Are you being an advocate for your class, your students, our school, our district? Or are you being contrary to that? Are you being someone who's somewhat negative or harsh or critical? Mm-hmm. Are you gossiping? Mm-hmm. Do you share something you heard with someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, thinking that person could be trusted, but it's not, like, ugh. Right. Um, are right. you sharing good news on social media? Mm-hmm. Are you being judgy mm-hmm. on there? You know, those kinds of things. It's, mm-hmm. The power of your words is huge, and that can be a big thing that should be avoided. Right. Um, 
Because a misstep there can really break people's trust in you. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, this all revolves around individualism, as mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that's really helped me is, you know, every system is, uh, you know, it's got cracks. Mm-hmm. It's a little broken, right? There's nothing that's mm-hmm. perfect. But I like what Michael Fullen says. Through mm-hmm. full and in there, um, that you have to um, use the system to change the system, right? So you you can't just tear down a system. You can't just mm-hmm. break it down, and you definitely don't want to break it down with your words. The best thing you can do is to make the change that you think needs to be made mm-hmm. within the system, and just do it incrementally. Right. You know, um, that's the best way to to um, make positive change. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's hard because I know at least from, you know, years in the classroom, you so want something done yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always that pressure of having it done quicker. Yeah, and it's frustrating. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. So taking the time to really do something well and building trust is one of those things. You know, anything that's going to be lasting takes time. Mm-hmm. And so having the patience right. to stick with it, um, even when things don't feel like they're going in the direction, but to kind of wait it out right. is important. So you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, This is something I really wanted to ask both of you and get your thoughts on. Is it possible to build trust while at the same time performing other tasks? So, in other words, can you collaborate during PLC time uh, while building trust? And we both say yes, 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 that that would be the best time to build trust because that's your time to model your self-trust, your integrity, your commitment, your... Um, capabilities and your follow through. And so it would be really important to be an active team member and um, just use your skills and your listening and just model your trust there. That's where you build trust and you build it with your teams. And I love that our district provides the time. So every week you Mm -hmm. have time to meet with this team and build trust. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately you'd want to also spread that leadership teams where we're multi-grade level and mm-hmm. you're building trust as a staff that and then parents are involved in that i think they're a crucial stakeholder mm-hmm. that they need to trust us and they need to know and see we have integrity and all of the wonderful attributes of a trustworthy person that mm-hmm. each staff member models that totally and i think plc is kind of a perfect first step too on showing your vulnerability if things didn't go well you know to kind of sh- when you're talking data and how this last assessment mm-hmm. went in your class to really start with your team is a good first step particularly if you're nervous with going school-wide or mm-hmm. staff-wide right. you know because that can be a little bit more daunting but to share your wins and failures within your team and then how can i fix it what'd you guys mm-hmm. try i mean that's totally what plc is all about um making a great next step for your instruction so doing that in your PLC is a per- perfect first start, in my opinion. Right. So. It's huge to evaluate and then make those changes to implement into action. And doing it together, you'll get better results. But in order to do it together, you have to have trust. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one last thing. Uh, this wasn't a question that I put on here, but it's an easy one, so don't <laughs> worry. Um, summer's around the corner. What book or books would you recommend people take a look at and read uh, this summer uh, in, for, in preparation for next year? Um, well, I would highly recommend Speed of Trust if you haven't already mm-hmm. read it. Um, Kristen Anderson also shared and a couple that we got from Visible Learning, mm-hmm. actually, uh, Better, Better Conversations, conversations. Okay. 
by Jim Knight. Okay. And he was actually the focus of that coaching network thing we mm-hmm. went to. And I love him okay. and his ideas. Cool. Um, and I don't even think we touched on it, but just the idea of walking alongside one another. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone is smarter, better, or knows it all. That mm-hmm. we're really in this together. That's huge. Right. But um, I agree. Be- Speed of trust, I think. In order to build trust, that's a great book, and it also applies to families, um, mm-hmm. any group you're in. Just any relationship, Right, really, really yeah. relationships. Yeah. And then another book by Jim Knight, we really like the impact cycle, especially for coaches. It, okay. we, I like his method of sitting alongside and having those conversations mm-hmm. rather than speaking from above right. that anyone is the know-it-all, mm-hmm. that we are all contributing equal amounts. I've lost the title, Trina, but um, we read it with Amy, the Peter DeWitt book. Collaborative Leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Okay. That was mm-hmm. awesome. And then Culturize. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Casas. Mm-hmm. I think BCSD is, did a book club on that one. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's book. It's great. Yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. the idea of building trust really is just building a great culture, mm-hmm. something right. that you can just feel on right. your campus. Right. And that book has a lot of great ideas, so... Thank and you. you also have, because you're both so well-read, you have uh, Driven by Data on your desk right now. Yes. I can see it by Paul Bambrick Santoyo and Leading Impact Teams by Paul Bloomberg and Barb Pitchford. Yes. And then lots of other books, too. I could just keep reading all the <laughs> but I'll stop there. We love to read. But... Yep. All right. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to both of you. This has been a lot of great information, so thank you so much. Thank you thank for you. having us.